0: Welcome back to our series we've entitled Spiritual Apps, where we're looking at disciplines or practices that can help position us to go into deeper, more complete relationship with Christ. This past weekend, I, or this past week, I talked with a woman and she described that she's taking a bit of what she learned the weekend we talked about spiritual reading and a bit of what she learned when we talked about meditation and she's finding a very healthy practice for herself in her relationship with God. And that was exciting to me because these are not cookie cutter molds where we're all being formed into one package. But no, as, as unique as each one of us is as an individual person, that's how unique each of our relationships with our holy God will be. You might remember several weeks ago, Steve kicked us off with that picture of the men on safari in Africa. And they woke up that one morning and several of them refused to go any further. And when questioned, they described we cannot go until our souls catch up with our bodies. And I wonder if you, like me, sometimes find your life to be a bit like a safari, filled with lions and tigers and bears. And do you need time for your soul to catch up with your body? With that in mind, we come this weekend to the app called Scripture memory, where we memorize words from the Bible. Have you ever memorized anything? More, just a little more than four years ago, I realized I had memorized something. It was in the middle of the night, and I was sitting in a rocking chair feeding a bottle to one of my baby boys. And in a sleep-deprived stupor, I looked across the room and there sat my husband feeding a baby boy a bottle. And from somewhere deep within me, without being provoked in any way, it just burst forth. It started the summer of 2002 when the Springfield librarian, Molly McGrew, by mistake, drove her bookmobile into the zoo. She opened the door and put down the stair, turned on the computer and sat in her chair. At first, all the animals watched from a distance, but Molly could conquer the strongest resistance. I had memorized my daughter's favorite book, and right there in the dark, it just all came out. Have you ever memorized anything? I had been reading it day after day after day, multiple times a day, and without even realizing, it was in me. Have you ever memorized anything? In the early 1990s, my husband spent a year with a team of missionaries in the Ukraine, and Nick was famous for his ability to recall song lyrics from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. He spent that year just entertaining the team. But toward the end of the year, the team leader came to Nick and suggested putting his mind to a bit better use. (laughs) And of all things, he suggested Nick try to memorize scripture. So Nick came back to the States. He invested just a little bit of money in this set of musical scripture memory CDs. And to this day, he can sing much of the Bible. Have you ever memorized anything? Maybe your friend's phone number, or maybe something you needed to know for school or work, or maybe the theme song to your favorite TV show. Just imagine if we took that ability that we all seem to have in some way or another, and we put it to work, in a way that would actually change our hearts. That's what we're talking about this weekend. The Gospel of Matthew tells this story about one day when Jesus was out and about and he healed a man. And many people in the crowd really determined, this must be the Messiah, the Son of God. But the skeptical religious leaders were looking on And they believed his power came from Satan. And so Jesus, fully aware that people were debating where his power came from, in Matthew chapter 12, he had this to say. A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. Another translation put it this way, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now Jesus wasn't necessarily talking about scripture memory, but his point was that whatever is already in here will be what will tend to come out here. What if using our memories is a way that we can store up that treasure in our hearts? The writer of Psalm 119 suggested this, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Somehow, over the course of his life probably, he had determined that when he got God's word to where it was woven into the fabric of his very being, he sinned less. And then Paul, the one who wrote the book of Romans that we studied this past year, he wrote a letter to a younger man he was training for leadership, and he said this about scripture. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. It's like the Bible when we really take it in, it becomes like a compass that we've downloaded into our hearts that always points to the way God would have us to go. And Peter, the disciple who was so fearful, he even denied that he knew Christ, later in his life had such confidence in the scripture that he described it this way. Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. No, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. When you and I memorize words from the Bible, when we memorize scripture, we're memorizing things God said, things that are true. Imagine the sort of people you and I would become with the scriptures engraved on our hearts. We'd be changed. King David in the Old Testament is a guy known for loving God's word. He wasn't always a king, though. He was born into a rather large family, the youngest boy. One day, God sent the prophet Samuel to David's father, Jesse, and God had told Samuel, from among Jesse's sons, you will anoint the next king. And so one by one, these seven brothers that I imagine were tall and strong and good looking, they're paraded in front of the prophet and God is letting him know, no, it's not that one. No, it's not that one. And while this parade of young men is happening, God explains man looks at the outward appearance but God looks at the heart. Jesse hadn't even called his youngest son in from the sheep and the goats. But when they finally brought David in, God was like, yes, he's the one, I know his heart. God chose David to be king and yet more than a decade would pass before David ascended the throne. And those years were difficult years for David. He faced difficulty after difficulty, one day at a time. But many of the Psalms that he wrote demonstrate that he was learning to rely on the Word of God for strength and guidance. David was just this regular guy. He was a son, a brother, a father, He was a tender of sheep and goats, he had been in the military, and he was a sinner. The Bible tells us all this, and God chose him from before time began. God knew everything there was to know about David. He knew his strengths, he knew his weaknesses, he knew everything David would ever do, and God said of David, he is a man after my own heart. Now, David, on the other hand, didn't know everything there was to know about God. He had to learn God one day at a time, one week at a time, one month at a time, one year at a time, like you and I do. Maybe we could say that David got to know God one verse at a time. David wrote many of the Psalms and when we look at them, the passion and the focus he had for the Word of God is very clear. Psalm 119, it's on page 972 in the Bible in front of you. This Psalm gives many glorious pictures, descriptions, experiences of God's Word. Listen to the impact it had on this writer's life. Psalm 119, verse 9 How can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. Verse 11 I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Verse 18 Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions. Verse 24, your laws please me, they give me wise advice. Verse 33, teach me your decrees, O Lord, I will keep them to the end. Verse 54, your decrees have been the theme of my songs wherever I have lived. We get this picture that evidently he had moved around and wherever he went, God's word went with him and it came out of him in song. And verse 81, I am worn out waiting for your rescue, but I have put my hope in your word. Verse 89, your eternal word, O Lord, stands firm in heaven. And 98, your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are my constant guide. Verse 104, Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. The psalmist here is describing that by immersing himself in God's word, he came to better understand. And then it was natural that he had a distaste for the things that were not of God. And verse 105, your word is a lamp to guide my feet, and a light for my path. We see this picture, maybe it's a flashlight in the woods. Maybe it's the nightlight in the hallway at home so we can make our way to the bathroom at night. Or maybe it's headlights on a car going over a mountain road in the dark. This picture of a path that's lit up actually is representing something much, much deeper. It's a life, a person's life that is so filled with the Word of God that it begins to mark out their path. This weekend, we have the privilege to learn from some men who have taken scripture memory very, very seriously in their lives, and I wanna go ahead and invite them to come up, and as they come, I will introduce you to them, Al DeBaker and Kevin Darowich, and we are glad to have them, and we're just gonna dive into a conversation together. Al, I'll begin with you you are part of a scripture memory group that you've been in for a long time. When did you get started and why would you do it? Sure,
1: Uh, 37 years ago, a missionary came back from Japan and he was at the First Baptist Church and he gathered a bunch of guys together and said, would you like to memorize God's word? And they did, 37 years ago. 30 years ago, I was running around this church, helping and doing things that 30 year old guys do. And one of the elders in this church, Cal Leach, saw me and grabbed me out of the crowd and said, hey, Al, how about you join us in the scripture memory group? And so uh, that's how I got started 30 years ago. Uh, we'd meet early in the morning, and we would uh, pass our card around and memorize the the, the word of God. And, and why I did it, I, you know, I think in the beginning I respected Cal so much in his life that, you know, I... I kind of want to be like him, Hmm. but it wasn't long before I figured out that God's word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. It changes a man. It makes a man different. Uh, It it didn't take me long to figure out that these are not just words. Um, They're alive. They're living. Uh, I love to learn. I read things all the time. My son sends me podcasts and TED and all these other things, and I listen to those, and I like to learn. But I can tell you, these words are alive. Mm. They change a person Mm. from the inside out. Mm. And so I think why I stay now is because after all these years, I'm convinced
0: that this is true. Before we go any further, I want to be sure you caught something. Al joined this group 30 years ago. 30 years ago, Steve Fowler was a kid. That's how long this is, and now he's our fearless leader. Thirty years ago, Al and his wife had two babies, and now their babies have babies. This is a long time to be at this. Kevin, what about you? What's your story with joining this group?
2: Well, there was a, a person that I respected a lot, and I think that has a lot to do with it. And he doesn't even attend this church, but he asked me, he was part of the group, asked me if I'd like to start memorizing. Um... And I had to think about it for a while. I didn't want to necessarily make that commitment immediately. But when I did make that commitment, and that was about 12 years ago, hmm. so in 2000, um, we have become even closer friends because of it. Um, and there are times when we'll go out and, and do an activity or something together, and we can discuss some of the uh, verses that we've talked about, how they have affected our lives. and. Uh, how we can use them to uh, continue on hmm. with his strength.
0: That's good. Uh, you've, you've both kind of touched on this, but benefits, what are the particular benefits to you personally?
1: Well, I, I think that, um, you know, I, sometimes I can't remember the exact verse. <laughs> I really, 30 years, you'd think I'd remember the verse. But what happens over the years is you remember things about God, themes, as, as that one Psalm said, it, it was talking about singing, but the same idea. You pick up themes. And so when you're facing things in life, um, these themes came come out. And I'll give you an example. I, I was a, a training director of a large restaurant franchise, and uh, we had sold a franchise to the whole continent of Austa- Australia. And uh, as the six weeks I trained him, they went to my boss and said, we'd like to hire Al to go to Australia. And, of course, you know, I love adventure, and I had these young kids. I thought, oh, man, this will be great. Well, about three days later, I decided, no, maybe I ought to pray about this. <laughs> and um, I can remember d- driving back from my office and praying and saying, God, do you want me to go to Australia? And I remember him saying, Clear's, just clear to me, Al... Um, I want you to stay and teach that Bible study you're teaching. And I thought to myself, no, wait a minute, we're talking Australia and lots of money and all this stuff and I've trained all my life, you know, school or teach a Bible study. But because I'd been memorizing, I remembered, oh yeah, your ways are higher than my ways. Mm. Your thoughts are better than my thoughts. And so I went back to my boss and said, you know, I just, I'll just stay here and keep working away. Uh, Because I knew God wanted me here, Mm. and that was 25, 27 years Mm. ago. So that would be an example of the benefits Mm. of memorizing Scripture. Kevin?
2: I think for me, I could say accountability was one of the big ones, Mm. where a lot of times I think we get busy in what we're doing, and we just kind of bypass that whole thought of memorizing or spending time in the Word. And so each week we have a specific day, Thursday morning, and it's at a, you know, a later date, you know, time-wise, about 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, and we get together, and each person is accountable for that scripture. And we pass them around from person to person, and we quote those scriptures back and forth to each other. And so with that, we have that accountability, and with that accountability, I think, comes strength. Mm. and the word that we have and I can, I can think of a situation where four years ago my wife was uh, diagnosed with cancer and I didn't have an answer for it but at that point a friend of mine came up and said go to Joshua 1.9 and I go Joshua nine. okay we haven't memorized that one yet <laughs> but we got to get to it 1.9 um, says haven't I commanded you to be strong and courageous mm. don't be timid because remember, I'll be with you always. And that was strength Mm -hmm. and that came Mm -hmm. through it. After that, we decided to memorize that whole section and there's some great words that uh, offer strength
0: there. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, In the spirit of fairness, what about costs? What what has it cost you to engage in scripture memory like this?
1: Well, when the group started, we met at 5.30 in the morning. So what time do you have to get up to be there by 5.30? 4.30. So uh, I was a restaurant manager at the time, and I was standing on my feet 12 hours a day, six days a week. And I was tired. (laughs) So, yeah, there was a cost in that. But I remember saying to myself, Lord, I know this is right. I mean, I just knew it. And I said, I don't care if at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, that's about when I'd start to fade when I'd get up that early, especially on my feet all day. I said, I don't care if I die. know, yeah, three o'clock, hits three, he falls over, he's dead. <laughs> you know what? I'm 61 years old. I haven't died. <laughs> um, so I learned something there that discipline, you know, the scripture says discipline for the moment seems to be sorrowful, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Mm. That's in Hebrews. And so I've learned that in my life, that some things are hard, they're not easy, Heaven will say that. We know that. Just like sports sometimes. But, boy, if you'll just stick it out, no matter what the cost, uh, you know, God will bless you. Hmm.
0: Any particular costs for you?
2: Well, I think uh, my wife will attest attest to this, that I like rising early in the morning. And as soon as that, whether the alarm goes off or not, I'm up immediately and I'm ready to go. And so for me, it was just fit perfectly to come in and spend that quiet time of about a half an hour every morning memorizing scripture. Um, but as far as the, um, the uh, cost in that, um, that commitment every week, um, I would be there every morning on Thursday mornings, but then I, I'd have to get there early and i have work after that. And again, and my work did the same thing, continued on from that six o'clock hour. Of course, I would get up at five o'clock to get there and then continue on. And sometimes my day went till six o'clock that evening, especially on that Thursday, the day we chose. So um, and I was dealing with 350 elementary kids all day long. And so you can imagine what that is, going through that. Um, and I was on my feet all day long, but running around trying to guide, you know, we kind of talk about them as sometimes being like cats, you know. They're just all over the place and trying to keep up with them. So it does take a, a toll. Hmm. It does.
0: Hmm. I, I think we hear you describing, though, that it's been worth it. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what would you say to us um, If we wanted to try and engage in scripture memory this way, how would you encourage us to get started?
1: Well, I think that uh, it it, it does take accountability. I think all of us in the group would say, if it wasn't for that Thursday morning where someone takes your card and says, your turn, (laughs) it would be hard to do it this long. So to find a group of people, and, and I have to believe, you know, if you really believe this is God's word and it changes you, and it's not just these words on a paper, but it's alive, and you said to God, Lord, please lead one or two people into my life Mm. that I can memorize your word with, and you were faithful and asked people, you saw someone in a community group or someplace, and you said, would you be interested in meeting to memorize? I have to believe God would answer that prayer. It may be a year, maybe two years, I don't know how long it would take, but if you're serious and you kept calling and you know like that scripture about the lady knocking on the judge's door lord i want to memorize god's word but i can't do it without help and i believe god would answer that prayer Mm -hmm. so i think that's the beginning is to desire it ask for help and see where god leads Mm -hmm. and whether it's a group or a meeting after church out here where you share the cards for 15 minutes i don't know how god wants to do it in your life all of us are different Mm -hmm. but begin by prayer
0: that's great. You described that Thursday morning, getting there now, you've gone soft and you meet at six. Is that what says, you yes, Okay. Yes. Um, tell us how you guys spend that time together on Thursday mornings.
2: Well, I think there there's a desire, even though sometimes we have a hard time admitting it, where we do want to gather together as men. Hmm. Uh, sometimes we get so caught up in all of our lives and the places we go, the things we do. Uh, we're active type people that want to go and get a project done and get involved in it Um, but I think when we get together that morning um, we get a chance to share with each other things that have gone on in our lives Um, and we're just around a table and we're sharing some events that may have happened during that week some that are very important to us and some that may be uh, a situation where we're hurting and we need to express that and inevitably the scripture that we're working with seems to pinpoint right to that part. And that person will be able to take, and we can share with them how those particular parts of that scripture have really meant something in our lives and how God has changed us because of it. And it, and it gives strength to each other mm-hmm. as we go through that. And I think that that camaraderie that we have amongst us uh, has a tendency to really allow us to leave that Thursday morning with strength to go through another full week. Mm. And so sometimes we get off on subjects that are kind of crazy now and then, but, uh, and that's okay to go there. But then when we come back and we get right to Scripture, as we start quoting them, something may come to, li- to light at that point that somebody needs to hear. Mm-hmm. And as we're going through that Scripture, that part comes out, and we stop right there and elaborate on it. Mm-hmm. And, it and it starts working on each individual's heart.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it is that. interesting, you know. People have said to us over the years, How do you pick which scripture you're going to memorize? How do you, you know, the truth is, it's all good. <laughs> uh, there have been times someone will say a certain verse and I'll think, eh, I'm not really interested in memorizing that. And then yet that month it was unbelievable in my life.
0: Hmm.
1: And there are times that I'm all excited about something and somebody else isn't. And so it, it doesn't matter. I've been trying to get the group to memorize the Beatitudes. <laughs> not, I'm not the no, Beatitudes, no, 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 no. Uh, the, the, the be- genealogy. The genealogy. But the genealogy, you know, so-and-so begat, so-and-so begat. And I said, no, the reason I want to do that is someday when I get in heaven and I run into somebody and they say their name, I'll say, I know you, you were born to so-and-so and your son is so-and-so. But they won't do it.
2: As if we ever get to see that group, we may So may not
1: So anyway, so, but really the whole thing is
2: good. You started it.
1: Just something, you know.
2: But you know, one thing that I think that's very important is, at least for me, When the friend that's part of this group asked me to be part of it, it was the asking part. Hmm. And I think there may be a number of you in here that would like to get started like that, but you don't go through that step of asking somebody to be part of it. And it may start with two. You may ask a friend to get involved. And if you ask two, then a third one may become part of that. And that's, a, that's how ours has gone through. Uh, there have been a number of people that have come and gone. We've had a couple of people come a couple of times at 6 in the morning, and their last comment is that that's way too early for me. <laughs> There's no more of this. I'm, I'm done. I'm an afternoon kind of person. And they come and go. But on the other hand, there are some people, if you ask, this is the perfect opportunity for them. They get involved with it, and, and it's great.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So It's good. Yeah, the asking part.
0: I came to Salem Alliance Church 15 years ago as an intern and Al and his wife Lori were two of the very first people I met. And uh, over the years I have, well even just immediately I learned about this group that Al is a part of and many times I've said to Lori when we're all in a nursing home someday I want to be next door to you and Al so that he can speak God's word to me. But as you might imagine, the past 15 years of my life, no offense, I've needed more than Al DeBaker in my life. I've, I've needed the Word of God personally. Me, just me and God. And Al, I wonder if you could just give us a word about Um, if there's one thing you might say that would inspire us to this.
1: Well, you know, I I guess I would say this. Enjoy God. Enjoy God. And and let God enjoy you. Uh, The scripture is not to burden you. In fact, it'll do just the opposite. It'll give you life, give you freedom. Uh, The scripture is not to guilt you. Jesus said, I come not to condemn you it's not what it's about. He, it gives us direction and, and his thoughts, and it comforts us. Uh, you know, A number of us have spoken this weekend. Every guy has had a story about a crisis in their life oh. where God came in and met him through the scripture, but really through his own Holy Spirit. So uh, enjoy God. And so if you decide memory is right for you, go as slow as you can. Don't you know, I've seen guys jump in and memorize a whole chapter, and which is great, but this is a life, not a moment hmm. in this. this is I mean, it happens in moments, but it's really a life. So enjoy God. Let God enjoy you and just love his word. Uh, you know, uh, Nick memorized uh, all the words in the, in the 70s, the songs. I happen to have turned the radio off in the 70s, so I, I don't know any words that, of songs in the 70s, because I had decided in the 70s, I didn't think of it this way, to really spend time in God's word in a number of ways, Memorize being one of them. So I I would challenge you, um, turn off the radio. Maybe listen to the iPod and the iPhone a little less. Put the iPad away a little more, and just spend some moments in God's word. This may work for you or just reading God's word. I don't know. We're all different. This is a great one, memorizing. And allow God to just penetrate your heart. And then in the year 2022, I want you to call one of us <laughs> and say, you know, Al, I did it. I turned off that a little bit more. I didn't quite spend so much time there. And this is what happened. To, and I spent time in God's word. And this is what happened to me. I bet you'll call us and say, my life is different. It's not the, I'm
0: not the same person
1: in a good way, in a great way. So that would be my encouragement to everyone.
0: Thanks very much. Thanks to both of you for joining us. (laughs) This past week, my six-year-old daughter, for the first time, got to go to Canyon View Day Camp. And let me just say, Sarah was born for camp. She loved it, everything about it. And Tuesday evening at our house, my husband had had to run back to work for a little bit. And so there I was trying to get the three kids into bed. And Sarah all of a sudden remembered that this counselor named Lizard had challenged everyone in her group to memorize a verse. And being the Bible mom that I am, I got in her bedroom, opened her Bible, put it on the table, and I said, there, memorize. And I ran back across the hall to my boys' room. I got them into bed. I tucked them in, spent a little bit of time with them. And I came back to find my daughter just pouring over the Scriptures. And she looked up, and she said, okay, Mommy, I'm going to read this to you. And she read the whole first chapter of Genesis. And I I was delighted. And then she started to tear up and she said, there's no way I can memorize all that for Lizard by tomorrow morning. (laughs) And I said, oh, sweetie. Lizard didn't say memorize a chapter. Lizard said memorize a verse. And she said, oh. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis chapter one, verse one. Then she hopped into her bed and everything was happy once again. Now here's the thing. Whether we are like these men who have shared with us and taught us this morning, like Al who's been at it for decades, or whether we're a small child just starting out, we'll learn God's word one verse at a time, one day at a time, and over the course of time, it'll change the very people we are.